everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. I'm Dijiron Mess. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. And Ari is out tonight due to work. And you know what? I, 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 I know that feeling all too well. Then again, I haven't worked in about six weeks. It is what it is. So, anywho, how are y'all doing tonight? All right. Okay, I guess. You know, I actually like the sound of it because it's usually like, Y'all are just ready to kill somebody, for the most part, so. I'm too damn tired to care about killing anybody at this point. actually ate dinner before show tonight. How often does that happen to kill Very rarely. Uh, okay, that's good. And as you can see, uh, there was some me, there was some tweaking going around during the pre-show and so forth. I will get into that during our weekend day. As you can see, there's something missing at the top there, which I will be working on in the background so we can get things up and running back to our normal fit. And Ichigo, if that's coffee, please s s send me some. I'd, I'd greatly appreciate just a sketch. It's actually a ginger orange chai tea, but uh, I will Ooh. send you caffeinated thoughts. I'm trying to go to bed at a reasonable hour nowadays, so I'm trying to limit my caffeine after 6 p.m., which makes me feel murderous. But, you know, I work that out with Among Us, so y'all are safe for today. <laughs> wow. That sounds like delicious tea, actually. It's so good. It's based on a Korean ginger um, pectin tea, which is like a jam tea, and then I got some orange marmalade in the mail. So I added the orange marmalade to it, and then um, I do a chai spice in the wintertime. So I just put all that together, mix it in a little witchy pot, and now I have a lovely brew for this evening's show. If anybody else is enjoying their fall hydration in chat, please let me know. And if there are any good recipes out there, I'm looking for them. Fine by me. <laughs> Anywho, we are live tonight, week of October 6, 2020, right here on Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. Uh, you'll find this here every Tuesday night from 9.30 to 11. You'll also find this uh, also hosted over at vognetwork.com. You can find them under Twitch TV slash vognetwork. There are a bunch of amazing people. They kick things off on Sunday with the Bobby Blackman show and video. And don't forget, you can always hang out with us in Discord, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Every show that's part of the Voice Geeks Network has their own channel, so come by, hang out, and have a good time. Unfortunately, due to the coldness here on the East Coast, the pool is now closed, so I don't tell you, but there is talks of putting in some type of a hot tub. So. Anywho, we're going to move along to uh, how was your week? How was your day? Makochan, kick things off. Uh, yeah, not really much of anything. Um, I was uh, dog-sitting this past weekend, so I got to play with uh, my mother's puppy for a little bit, and that mm. was nice. Okay. Um, I'm more excited about what's going on tomorrow. Um, I go to get my next tattoo, so 
uh, I've basically just been uh, getting ready for that and super excited. We have somebody in chat saying that your mic keeps going in and out. All right. Hold on. Hold on. While he's fidgeting with the microphone, um, my week and day has gone pretty good. Uh, I have been uh, kind of coming out of my little hermit crab shell and becoming much more sociable. Um, today, I did try again with streaming, even though streaming seems to hate me. Um, I fight on uh, gambate, gambatene, you know. Uh, so I have basically been trying to get it so that my computer is fine. And I'm hardwired, so I don't know what exactly is happening. I've changed my encoding. I've changed the settings on my output, my input, everything. And for some reason, I don't know if it just doesn't like the new desk home that I've made for it. But uh, yeah, we're going to try again on Thursday. So anybody wants to see me fidget with that or see if I have minor success, um, definitely join me on Thursday night on my channel. Um, but yeah, it's basically been messing with technology and um, actually trying to get my my uh, Elgato to finally work. I was trying to play some Among Us last week and uh, didn't quite go as planned. Had a lot of buffering. Uh, technology is fun. And uh, yeah, now that I have my Elgato, I think I have all the wires I need. So I've been playing with that all day. But we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Good, good. I, um, you know what? Before you go live, ping me and I'll and I'll help you get make sure everything is set up. That way, you know, if there's any problems or whatever, we, we can kind of get them um, fixed for you. Well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see if I have enough time. It just depends on, uh, I guess, when I wake up and and everything. I think it. I'm hoping that 3 p.m. in the afternoon has been kind of a sweet spot. So 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Strawberry Paper Doll at Twitch. Uh, Y'all can see me there and see uh, what happens on this episode of. But yeah. That that sounds about right. Because the fact that you said getting up at like 3 o'clock, I found myself waking up at 1.30 this afternoon. I'm just like, how the heck did I? Oh, I didn't properly set my alarm. So here's the thing. I generally have two alarms for work. One on my phone and one on my the one, I have them both just in case if I sleep through one, the other. The computer is a lot louder than the phone. But I, but what's interesting is because the music is blasting through the speaker on my phone, it's a lot more loud. For some reason, Winamp acts odd, so if it's playing like a stream or something like that, I have to load the file twice so that any file with the stream in it will play without any problems. It was working fine once, but now not so much. So, I don't know. So, I just have to remember to set it twice so that it'll do its thing and just do what it's supposed to do. So, uh, Also, over the weekend, um, over a couple of days, I actually rebuilt my computer. Fallen Angels, now known as Daitenshi, which is the Japanese name for Fallen Angels. And I remembered to use that because... 
that's what uh, Yohane calls herself, you know, basically, of Love Light Sunshine. I didn't realize it after the fact until I was watching something with uh, Penny and Stocky, and I was like, oh. So I did that. Everything is more or less rebuilt from the ground up. And one of the issues I had talked about on the show about six months ago was the way I have Streamlabs set up so that whatever VLC plays, it'll capture it and push it through. And I finally got it working. I don't know what I did. I just think VLC and Strobs are just being finicky. But the update just went through. As you can see earlier on, we had the commercial for the School of Cosplay playing, but it didn't kick in to like maybe almost towards the end of the commercial. So I have to figure out why it did, why it did that, but whatever. That, that's all fine said and done. Um, that's basically has been my week and day, you know. It's just keeping some type of semblance of normalcy. Also, I am waiting on Corsair to replace my Lightning Node hub. I mean, Lightning Node Pro. But this is this is an adapter that you can connect your your Corsair RGB fans to. So what happened was after I rebuilt my computer and got it up and running, I noticed when I turned my system on. The lights weren't coming on. The fans were running, but no lights. So I'm like, I didn't want to go back in and go through all the wiring and so forth because the back side of the computer looks like a hot mess of wires. I realized I now need zip ties to go along the back side and then rewire everything and ship it. But I bought two boxes, you know, for lights. And each, when you buy like the multi pack of lights from Corsair, you get two things you get the RGB hub. The Lightning Node Pro, one in each. So I'm sitting here going, I wonder if I swap it out, it'll light up. I did it. And I'm just like, finally. Because to be perfectly honest, I really didn't want to spend like $75 on their Lightning Node uh, Commander, which is a great device. It manages your fans and your lights, and it gives you two extra ports for USB. But I jury rigged that and have extra USB ports, so that's fine. And I actually have a separate program that manages the fan speed. And to be perfectly honest, the only time I need the Corsair software to manage the fan speeds is the speeds on the on on my processor. That's it. That's all I need to do. So that's done. Um, I actually ordered a replacement um, like fiberglass chopsticks because they were on sale for like eight bucks. So I bought them. Um, I actually went out. Also, if you see behind me, if you're paying attention. There is another coffee machine sitting back there. As you can see, the one, the white one here has been my standby for years. But on but I realized now what I used to do was on the weekends I would brew a full pot, which is six cups. I would drink three, which is equal to like like eighteen ounces, whatever. And I would put the rest in the fridge, or I would just let it stay there, reheat the next day. Then I got a French press. So I'm all fancy, hashtag fancy Tinder, but um, I would do that on the weekends. So I started brewing during the day. And I realized that I got tired of having fresh coffee beans in the beginning of the morning, and then the next day having to wait about an hour for the coffee to heat up because I didn't want to put it in the microwave. You're so still cutting in and out a little bit. <gasps> I think it's mostly when you turn away from your mic. Hmm. Hold on. 
Maybe it's time to upgrade this microphone. I've had this made up too. Maybe it might be. It might be time to, to upgrade. Maybe. Or maybe something happened when you rebuilt the computer because now you're cutting out even worse. Uh, I think it's mostly that he's not facing the 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 head of his microphone all the time, like directly. Yeah, but this is how I've always done the show, and I've never had any problems. Well, your audio's kind of been quiet before, Ranma. Well, I just adjusted the volume on my end. So I'm not... Okay. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's, let's, you know, live, live, uh, live podcasting. Yeah, yeah, keep me posted, because, you know, I'm I'm trying to make sure everything is good, and if, if it is something, if it is the microphone, I actually have no problems, you know, replacing it, you know. Or, or Ranma, don't forget to... Move away from the mic to breathe in. <laughs> Chocolate Rain Man. Oh, that was such a funny movie. <laughs> Who is actually following me on Twitter, but I think it's an automatic thing. But whatever. So, long story short, I went out, bought a, a brand new Black & Decker coffee pot, and I realized as I'm looking at it on Amazon that I actually had this coffee pot before about 15 plus years ago when I first moved into the city. I think I had bought it from Kmart for like ten bucks, and it was fifteen on Amazon. So now I can make a fresh pot of coffee every fresh cup of coffee every single morning, and I can just put my mug right underneath it and let it brew because that's all I really want to do. Okay, so it looks like it might have been the mixer. Yeah, it looks like it might have been the mixer to the setting that I had it on. I just adjusted it, and now boom, everything is working great. So wonderful. I don't have I don't have to. Sh- crap out another hundred dollars on a microphone <laughs> and when that time comes everybody's gonna recommend me microphones that's gonna be like you know that's the equivalent to one paycheck no <laughs> remember i'm doing this for fun i'm not trying to make money like you <laughs> but i appreciate it now if you upgrade your microphone and sell me the expensive one at, at, at like a fraction of a cost then i'm all about that <laughs> So that's basically been my weekend. All right. Housekeeping news. Um, we will still be here. New episodes coming down the pipe um until December when we'll take like a two to three week break. Then we'll come back and kick things up. Um, I am going to have Wild Spice join us in the next couple of weeks because she's currently off on her mini honeymoon. And congratulations to my convention child. I only have one thing, and I and I basically said, uh, "Do not come back and tell me that I have to that I I have a grand I have a convention grandkid because I I'm not I'm not looking to babysit." <laughs> and, and what's funny is that my own mother told me this. She's like, "Don't bring no babies home. I, I'm too I'm too young. I'm too young to be watching. I'm still going to I'm still going out. I'm just like, oh good lord. But you know, whatever. It's it's all good." That's basically uh, housekeeping. <clears throat> Moving right along to is Geek Roundtable. This is the show, part of the show where we talk about like more of the non-anime stuff that we may do, share some geekery and stuff like that. You know, just just run-of-the-mill chill stuff. So, and as you can see, Mako-chan's ready to go. Well, yeah, I figured it's October and spoofy season. So I would show off some of my uh, more spoop 
related uh, mm. crap. So today you get Elvira. And I absolutely adore Elvira. Um, I, I think the fact that she's been going and, you know, since for basically forever mm-hmm. and she's extremely campy, but she's still, you know, kick ass for women and girls and not giving a shit. And um, she's goth queen. So. Jonah. Agreed. And especially like the way that she's still healthy and she's still out there in the world. And even though like she's been this kind of goth, like, I don't know, like a keystone character in goth culture Mm -hmm. for years and years, she's still the same person. Like she's still the same Mm -hmm. personality. She hasn't been like weirdly formed by society and stuff and felt like she's had to keep to a certain look that isn't hers, you know? Yeah, so I mean, really, she, really awesome. she's been doing her live show at um, Knott's Farm in California, yes. you know, forever. And last year was the first year that she actually started stepping back from it. Mm-hmm. This would have been the first year that she was completely not doing her own live show. So, I mean, she's she's up there in her age. Like and the 60, fact that she's still doing it and she still goes to conventions and still dresses like this Yep. at some of the conventions. I mean, obviously things are not way where they were 30 years ago, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. um, but she's still rocking the outfit. She's still rocking the look. And I think that it's just awesome to see somebody in goth culture that is still doing it, you know, at that age. And it shows that you can continue to do these weird, campy, wonderful costumes and characters, no matter what age you are. It's, it's uh, just, just in short, it's not just a phase mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Um, Yes. I'm really, I'm really excited. She does have a YouTube channel. If any of you guys haven't checked that out yet, Elvira does have a YouTube channel. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah. You know what? How is it that we never got an Elvira cartoon? I would have watched the hell out of that. Uh, I know that she's in the new Scooby-Doo. Yep. So they did animate her for that. I don't know if they ever animated her for anything else. I remember her campy movies I enjoyed growing up watching, but I would have loved to see an Elvira cartoon. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I know she's done, like, some weird kind of animation-like kind of things, Mm -hmm. and I'm pretty sure there was some sort of short years and years back, but I don't think she had a Mm full-on animation kind of series for her. And, um, I don't, you know what? I know th- I know that there was one in the works. I don't think it ever progressed though. Mm. You know you know what would really be awesome? Elvira and Dolly Parton joining forces touring this country. That would be awesome. I would pay to go see it. There you go. Elvira and Dolly Parton join joining forces tour. Joining Forces Tour 2020, special guest star share as her farewell tour continues. Oh, that'll be 
farewell tour year 20 what <laughs> didn't i just say that well you said as her farewell tour continues i'm putting a number to it i'm pretty <laughs> damn sure her first farewell tour was in the 90s <laughs> true it's like, Mia, it's like miyazaki it's like ah this is my last film but yeah, because I'm film. pretty sure I know I've gone to a couple of different share concerts, and I'm pretty sure two out of the three that I went to were quote unquote farewell tour. <laughs> Good lord! Okay, fair, fair. Now, why are you talking? I'm trying to think of somebody else who kept saying, you know, this is my last run. I'm kind of done, and I started to realize. Trying to be that person, but the sheer number of cosplayers who have said, This is my last year cosplaying. This is my last year cosplaying. And I'm just like, No, it's not. It's not. Okay, so Cher's Farewell Tour started in 2002. <laughs> oh, God. So Cher's Farewell Tour has basically been continuing for 18 years. Is she trying to get to the Guinness Book World Record for long for longest tour? Well, I know that she called the original tour the farewell tour, and then basically re-upped the show a couple of times in Vegas. So I know that she is a regular, like in the rotation for Vegas, mm. and I would love to go see her Vegas show because her Vegas shows are absolutely crazy. And as VX8 says in our chat room here at twitch.tv slash anime jam session, she's trying to turn back time. Anywho, um, while Mako-chan continues to say, send silent death threats at me for that, Ichigo, what, what's it going to have for Geek Round this week? Um, well, I guess many of you know that I am quite uh, in love with the horror genre of a lot of manga and artwork and things like that. So I have today a Dementia 21 shirt by Shintaro Kago, which is another bodily horror artist. This is actually one of his tamer pieces um, from the collection of short stories called Dementia 21. Um, the heroine of the series is a worker with the elderly, so she regularly deals with patients that have, um, like, weird situations that occur and illnesses that are like far beyond what meets the eye. Right. Um, he is a pretty awesome artist and he actually grew up in a house where like his father was a traditional illustrator and oil painter. Um, but he does a lot of really great body horror. So if you like that kind of work, um, you can definitely go and look up. This one was just really cute because she's got a gush poem for a head. So I, um, I really just, I liked the shirt. So I ended up getting it when I also got into my Junji Ito. Um, <laughs> in chat, we have some replies of heck of a contrast compared to Century 21. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. Um, when it comes to body horror and things like that, I've always found it very, I don't know. It's just kind of, uh. It's something that draws my eye and makes me pay attention. Um, and I know I've shown it before, but like my Junjito book that I got from him in a gallery when we were in Japan is still one of my favorite things to look at because the it's just weird. It's just, you know, it's one of those things that like it's weird, but you keep looking at it. 
Um, especially with works uh, like, this isn't his work, but uh, Octopus Girl and Eel Girl is another set of horror stories I like to read. And then Shintaro Kago is, a, is, a, is an artist who does a lot of this kind of work. Um, if you're looking for more art like this from new and upcoming artists, you can check out the curator called Aka Tako, which is A-K-A-T-A-K-O, who I actually met at the gallery in Tokyo talking with Jinja. Nice. And she, she was actually buying some of his work to sell in the States. She actually works um, in the States, but you can look her up on Facebook. And she's got an awesome collection of curated horror, bodily horror genre stuff. That's really cool. See, personally, I don't have any issues with that type of horror. As long as it doesn't trigger my tryptophobia, I, 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 everything is more or less fair game. If that gets triggered, uh, you, you, I'm going to be in a bit of a catatonic state for about the next ten minutes, and it's best to leave me be. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a forewarning, okay? She doesn't put any trigger phrases on her page, so if you are not into that, you may want to tread lightly or have a friend look for you and make sure that if you have any fears dealing see, with bodily at, at, horror. See, at that point, it's you, know, you have, you have watched, you have read all this. You will know which ones for me to take a look at. Basically, yeah, I've read a lot of it. I've looked into a lot of it. And I go to nightclubs and stuff where hanging from your piercings into your back are kind of the norm. So See, like, I, that I'm actually used to. I mean, you know. So it's not like I'm, I'm not, it's not that I don't get phased by a lot of this stuff. It's just that I've been around it. I'm not desensitized to it. There are things that I, even I, have reactions too, mm -hmm. but it's just that I, I don't know. I've been into the horror genre for a very, very long time. I've been a haunter. I've been a um, helper with fellow haunters. I've done makeup and yes, in chat. Um, yes, it does happen in real life. And many other things do in the darkness of night. Hi. Um, this is a little too Halloweeny for our channel, but we'll move on. Well, not necessarily. As as we go into the next couple of episodes, we can get a little bit more Halloweenish because there will be like the recommended Halloween anime to watch list coming around, and sometimes that list is usually out of date. And that's where Mako-chan goes, "No, let me tell you what you need to watch and what's missing, what is not on this list. Why is this here?" You know, she's our resident anime ghoul, and hentai. <laughs> ah, now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and get down to the topics at hand. Here you go. Kick things off with creating your own character. Cool, 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 cool. I will do that. Um, I also just shared an article in the chat if you want to learn more about Shintaro Kago, and I will try and get Akatako's information for you guys in the next few minutes. But for now, we're moving on to a little less spooky, maybe a little more fighty and bitey of characters. Um, you yourself might even become the next, um, the, oh gosh, what are they called? <laughs> oh my gosh, I've been a Naruto fan for so long, and I can't, uh, Hokage, there we go, that's the word I was looking for. Woo! Um, can you tell I've lost my weeb badge? All right. So, so you would make a pretty boss Tsunade. Just so. Why, thank you. Uh, I'm very talented. I have large tracts of land. Um, but yes, so making your own Shonen Jump characters with the official online character creator 
Last year, Suecia's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine launched an online service geared for smartphone users, allowing people to create characters in the style of the Haikyuu manga. In December, it added My Hero Academia, and the most recent edition is Kiyoharu's uh, Kiyoharu Gotog uh, Demon Slayer, or Kimitsu no Yaiba, on Tuesday. The character creator is very simple. It is probably like a lot of those dull creators or Among Us creators that we see on the internet. You can mix and match various preset body and facial features that are drawn from existing characters in the franchise in order to create your own. Users are encouraged to share their results on social media and probably tag the media that you're making it from. In the addition of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba to the service commemorates the recent news of the manga exceeding 100 million copies of circulation. When the 22nd compiled book volumes ship on October 2nd, the manga will have 100 million copies in circulation, including digital copies. It will be the eighth manga title from Suecia's weekly Shonen Jump magazine to reach 100 million copies in circulation, not sales. After Kochikame, Dragon Ball, Jojo Bazaar, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Naruto, and Bleach. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba had 40 million in circulation after the 19th volume in February and 60 million after the 20th volume in May and 80 after the 21st volume in July. Uh, but yeah, that seems pretty cool. The screen keeps shrinking. I don't know why. And well, whatever is going on reset everything on Skype with my video, too. I just noticed that. I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? That goes to show it really is Skype. It is a computer issue and not an issue with. There we go. It's a computer issue and not an issue with the uh, camera. All right. I still want to check a couple of other things, but you know, but the fact that the screen is going back and forth, I think that's something on Streamlabs side because. The, the, the screen images are, are coming in at the same resolution across the board, just that when I, when Swabs pulls it, it, I have it set at a particular resolution for everybody. And remember how it used to do that before, but then for the longest, everything was fine. So We had some in our chat who were disappointed that they didn't get a jump scare from Elvira. And huh? that was all Echo. Yeah, oh, was I'm Echo too. Hold on, hold on. Well, you're all um, you're all muted on the back end here, so it you shouldn't be you shouldn't be echoing. Well, obviously something happened. Oh, Jesus! And it didn't stop happening until we reset all of the videos. So. I don't know, I'm just following the same direction and so forth, but like I've always done, so. But then again, Slobs just updated, so it might have been something in that update, because I know OBS Studio just updated, and, and I know a couple of people have been complaining about a couple of things, because remember, OBS Studio and Slobs are basically the same application, except that Slobs is more well-rounded with extra stuff, Whereas with OBS Studio, that extra stuff you have to find and add on your own. But updates are probably the same for the application itself. So yeah. And OBS is kind of paywall. 
Well, it's a lot better than the original uh, streaming software that I had to uh, pirate when I first started con considering this. I forget the name of it, but Travis Donovan used it, and it cost him about 300 bucks. And I went and found it. I'm like, this is pretty easy to use. And I guess from there, XSplit came about, and then here comes OBS Studio and all of that. And nobody uses that expensive $300 software anymore, really. Yeah, I, there's no need for it. Actually, I think they still use it on the corporate end for support and stuff like that. But let's be real. You will never find a, a network, network state, professional network station using OBS. And the main reason is there is no dedicated support. If that was to happen, you best believe, like, one of these stations would buy the OBS studio and the company behind it and make them a dedicated support. That would be the only way that would happen. And if that would happen, people were going to lose their conservative shits. Anyhow. Okay, well, that's all well and good, but I can't do anything when all I hear is myself. Yeah, it does mess with your brain a lot. You know, you're not echoing. And now I'm not echoing. What the hell? What happened? I don't uh, know. Uh, I, All of my tourists... Anyway, my, since look. we're not echoing, would you like to go on about an up-and-coming uh, something to do with JoJo there, Ranma? Well, I would... Love well, to, no, I think it's but, me first. Yeah, I would love to, but... Uh, oh, is it Mako? Yeah, Mako oh, okay, had to talk sorry. about some crowdfunding. Sorry, that's yeah. what it was. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there is a new crowdfunding site um, called Anime Fund. It's mm. a company based out of uh, Chiba for crowdfunding anime productions. It's officially revealed uh, that the company's uh, details are a new way for anime fans to support anime productions and also aims to become to become a promotional platform for anime products um, and it's going to start on November 3rd. Uh, aside from crowdfunding, the site is also going to support promotional material, videos, and messaging alerts to out of Japan. Um, so I'm gonna guess they're you know, I, I don't know if they're going to have an English-based side of this. Um, guys, we apparently be seem to be having no... Oh, but audio's back. Never mind. Ignore me! Because, yeah, um, yeah, so far, um, no one's had any issues hearing us, but, you know, studio issues. Well, no, they just had issues hearing us. They missed my beautiful voice. <clears throat> Um, yeah, you, you, you look away, you look away. Um, I, I'm going to claim that, um, my spooper ween, you know, talk and my lack of saying, hey, Supernatural starts on Thursday, um, is the reason why that we are now on a haunted video chat. Mm. Now, Santa Beery says the stream is haunted. Given the way things have been lately, and while Ranma's not surprised, uh, I can definitely agree with VX8 of Earth. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was about to say that. I was about to say uh, that. that uh, yeah, for that anime crowdfunding site, point me to the Panty and Stocking Season 2 page. Yes. There are quite a few shows that I would definitely no, no, love no, to no, help no, find. I, I, no, I'm no. down for Panty and Stocking no. Season 2. Yeah, that's the first thing we, we talk about. All right? We get Panty and Stocking Season 2 up and running. Then we get the then we see then we talk about uh, a HD reboot of Ronma One Half. Then we discuss a real season of Tenchi Muyo. Then then everything else. Um, I'm down for the first one. Um, I don't think just because of everything else going on that the other two would be on this particular site. Just because they're technically still active. Bob Coffee says as Penny and Stocking is not. As Bob Coffee says, more sinful gear first than everything else. Alright, we're gonna have we might have to throw hands on that, okay? We might have to throw hands. I myself am looking for more original content. Thank mm. you. Speaking of original content, episode one of the Inuyasha sequel aired, and we still don't know who the damn baby mama is. And once we find out about that, the ratings on the show are just going to drop. It's going to be, well, we already know, click. We already know, click. And I'm telling you, when that happens, you're going to see a surge of Mori Inuyasha skits at conventions, okay? But yeah, I just wanted to mention that um, it did air the first episode, and we still do not know who's the Shomaru knocked up. And I'm in like the quote unquote official Inuyasha group for some reason, whatever. There are people asking for an alternate way to watch the episode. I'm just like, you mean to tell me you're that impatient to deal with the network? What whatever. do you mean an alternative way? It's being aired the same time in America as it is in Japan. Yes, but you have to remember there are anime fans that don't want to watch ads. They just want the they just want the episode and that's it. Well, they've also had a lot of their pirating alternatives yep. taken away from them and they want mm -hmm. it's the elitist and the privileged. Yep. I've gotta have it before everybody and else and moment. Yeah, and the fact that horrible subs shut down, and let's be real. Half the stuff that they were putting out, they were they were just rips from like Funimation or whatever else, you know. But enough of that. Yeah, and as Bob Coffee says, Bandai Namco. Yeah, he's in referencing to Love Live, Nijikaki uh, Kulaino Club. Bandai Namco Sunrise did not fuck around with the budget on that one. You know what? I have to agree with you because the animation was crisp and clean. I'm just like. Anywho, enough about that. Uh, now we're going to talk about JoJo, and before we get into that, I realized I forgot to discuss uh, my Geek Roundtable, and I'll make it short and brief. My friend Melba has, like, one of the biggest collections of Sailor Moon merch I have ever seen. So, she, and now she's selling stuff off to get newer merch. Like, she actually has all of the Volks Sailor Moon dolls on layaway right now. And I decided to buy some Venus swag from her. And I got and she's and for and I got these two mini Venus posters, and I can just get them out of the box here. Yeah, Ichigo, dolls. Those dolls are cash money. 
Believe you me. I want one. I can buy one. But I just can't justify the cost. As much as I want, I you know, I'm just like, no. There are other things of value I could spend $600 on. Yeah. We talked a little bit about yeah. this last week. I've been into Dolphies and, and the, uh, the ball joints and dolls for many, many years. That's a really pretty poster. This one, it's a bunch, it's a, it's a few posters. I think they're all the same. No, they're, they're, this one, and I will say. Oh, if, that'll be nice. If they were a little shorter, I would actually, I would actually put them in my display case, but they're way, they're too long for that. And they would go down to the other floor, and I'm just like, you know, I'd rather keep it. Something like this, I would actually frame and put up, but I don't have a place to frame. So, you know, it will stay in the box for short keeping, safekeeping. And Tina Marie, thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, she had some other cool Venus stuff. I'm like, I got enough figurines as it is. I'm still hemming and hawing on, on ordering the figure arts re release. Of, of the of, of Venus only because the re-release gives it more of an anime color style. I did buy it. it. It would just stay in the box like my super, you know, figure arts. But anyway, let's enough about about the, this type of posing. Let's do some JoJo posing. So, what's happening is the original voice actors for the Joe Star. Jonathan, Joseph, Jotaro, uh, Josuke, and Giorno. They're going to come together for a special anime-based event uh, next year, April 4th. It's called the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the animation special event, Joe Star, the Inherited Soul. That's basically what it is. So I'm going to assume it's going to be some type of roundtable discussion. Or it's going to be, they're going to announce some type of special one-shot OVA of all five characters together or something like that. But when this started rumbling, people were finally saying, oh, we're finally going to get uh, part six. And I'm like, yeah. But it would be cool, you know, to see them all sing, you know, one of the opening theme songs or something like that. That, my friend, would be pretty now, I wonder, you know what would be really funny? It would be kind of cool if they get the other voice act. No, no, they can't do that. I was going to say you get one of the original, um, the voice actor for Old Man Joseph from Part from part 3, but I believe that's some kind of like, uh, let's see, like, and their trademark poses for, well, not really their trademark poses, but, you know, we, we basically know that. And I see it to Brady says, Power Ranger Reunion Special of JoJo. <laughs> oh my god. Could you? Oh god. Oh, that, that that would be that would be something special to watch. And I would and I would watch it. Okay, okay. Enough, enough of that. We're gonna move along and we're gonna jump over to Mako-chan's fandom. Which is, I believe, a reference to Jodose Yatsura. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. Just, I guess I should say that, uh, this was actually one of my favorite movies, 
for a very long time uh, back in the day, uh, this was one of the first movies that actually aired on sci-fi mm-hmm. when it was doing their, you know, their anime week of anime uh, with summers a, with a, a yeah. smile. Yep. So it's um, they're doing a live action film of um, Urusei Yatsura 2, Beautiful Dreamer. Um, I had not heard about this. So when this popped up, I was actually, you know, pretty surprised that one, I hadn't heard about it, and two, (laughs) that they were, you know, still in process of doing this, given everything that was going on. Um, So the trailer actually dropped a couple of days ago, and it's Basically, the entire trailer is nothing but nostalgia. It's, you know, homages to... Feel good. Yeah, it's homages to the actual movie. There's, you know, characters, dialogue, and different scenes basically directly taken from the animated movie itself. So this is based on the script uh, Yume Miro Hito which is a dreamer by uh, Oshi, who is uh, the director for the animated film. Uh, The live action is being directed by Katsuyuki Motohiro, who did uh, Bayside's Shakedown and Psychopaths. It's also the first entry from the newly launched experimental film label Cinema Lab. And the concept... Cinema Lab is director absolutionism. Um, so there are other directors that will be basically, you know, doing their thing through this uh, label, Cinema Labs. Mm. And this movie is actually scheduled to be released in Japan on November 6th of this year. So I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if this is you know, more of an independent type of thing or if they're really going out and doing, you know, big time studio kind of uh, filming for it. The photos that they have shown that are, you know, scene photos, um, it does seem to be kind of, you know, uh, I guess on campus. Like, I wouldn't say that it's an actual set, set like, soundstage and stuff. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. Again, uh, this was one of my favorite animated movies because it was one of the first ones that I was actually able to see and deal with in a situation where, you know, anime is kind of uh, not easily accessible. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, I I hope that I hope that it's done really well. You know, obviously the trailer has that nostalgia. Let's try and get people in to watch it. So I hope that more of the movie is like that. Um, I'm perfectly okay, just given how long it's been since the original animation, and given that it's, I guess, the entire series is just old. I'm, you know, completely okay with them 
basically taking the entire script from the animated movie and putting it into a live action movie. Um, I think it's been long enough that it's not going to deter people from watching it or upset them too much, uh, especially given that the trailer has so much nostalgia value to it. Good. And I actually shared that on Facebook and tagged two two of the big Urusei fans on my Facebook. So I'm curious to their thoughts about that as well. Given that one of them actually worked on the anime myself. Yeah, and you know, Lum is my girl. And I look at well, this, alien, but you know, look, if it wasn't for Urusei Yatsura, we wouldn't have one of my favorite American mangas, Ninja High School. So. I appreciate it. I also shared a um, semi-recent fashion line that Urusai Yatsura did with Listen Flavor, which is a very popular pastel style line. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really sad that it was two years ago, and I only just started to see like the stuff on the secondhand market now. Um, and it's obviously not my size. I could not fit one boob or one thigh into any of those things. But they are super cute, um, and I love vaporwave aesthetic. Uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoy that as well. All the art that has been coming back. I actually like have, I don't have the clothing from this collection. I actually have a little, um, like makeup bag type thing mm. and a pen. Ooh, those are good too. I like accessories, but the thing is like, I, when it, when it's a collection like that, I don't really use bags and stuff anymore. No, so. I like mine is up on my, on my, uh, wall. It's, it's not mm. for use. It's just oh. as. You know, a nice it's pretty picture. Piece. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I can definitely see that. Yeah, it, it really helped that, you know, I had a friend that was in Japan for two mm -hmm. years. One of our own staffers. Yeah, I, I I I spent way, way too much money when Rose was in Japan. I I kinda noticed that. But, I mean, granted, most of the crap that she was getting was from secondhand stores. True. So, I got figures. I got Buku figures for, like, 15 bucks each instead of the original price. I mean, I still, I like, like the Oscar one, I'm just like, I'm very hesitant because I have heard stories of, about secondhand figurines, and I'm just like, but I took a chance. I still have to put it out on display, so. And I actually shared this link with Holly because, you know, this is her style, especially mm -hmm. the purple. And I can actually see Ichigo taking one of the sweatshirts, like, sort of like cutting out the graphic and then sort of like pinning it to a, to another sweatshirt and just walking around the house with it. I can kind of I see mean, that. I've already done that. I was punky goth as a child, so, like, that was pretty standard par for the course. Punky goth or punky Brewster? Not Punky Brewster. No, I was Punky Brewster. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, see but yeah. And uh, see says, that's the kind of stuff I wish Box Lunch would start carrying. No, I... Maybe, so, yeah. I mean, mm, I, I okay. will admit, I will admit, I was happy about the Ronma one half t-shirt line at Uniqlo, and then I was immediately upset by it. Because, number one, they were all girls' cuts only. I'm just like, there are dudes that like Ronma. What the hell? You know? So Yeah. I mean, they could have even just offered, like, a red hoodie with the frog accent and done it with, like, the Ronma characters and stuff on it. I'm, if I get, I'm, I'm 
actually all for that. I would actually, I would actually wear something. I would wear that. I just so you're telling me I should design Ranma inspired merchandise. Okay, well maybe we'll just have to design it based on you, Ranma. Maybe, maybe we'll have to call but, it podcast merch. Sure. Um, but you but know, yeah. The funny thing you mentioned, like, like we've talked about, like the Pokemon shirts, the, the fan like college shirts. I would love a line of professional weeb wear. Seriously, a nice college shirt, and then you know how on the college shirts on on, on the pocket it has like 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 the logo of whoever it is. I wouldn't mind something like that, and like right there in the upper left hand right hand side is the Venus symbol. You just put it right there. It's a simple shirt with that, and it's like only those who are fans are like, you know, that I would be cool with. Not yeah, it's awesome. like all those cats with the <laughs> in chat. We have Seattle with a great uh, Seattle Beauty with a great idea of like Pichan peeking out of the pocket. I I went immediately to the cats that are flicking everyone off that hide inside people's pockets. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I could definitely see like a cute little Pichan or something like that. But, yeah, that's exactly um, what I'm talking about. Yeah, I I like. Some of Box Lunch's stuff, but to me the quality isn't there. And I know it's because the market's not there. But like it's just sometimes it's disappointing to see that they're like, oh, we can definitely get money from this target market. And like you can just tell. Um, I mean, there are a few things that I will get like secondhand. Mm -hmm. Like I have a jacket from Box Lunch that I bought secondhand from another friend of mine because my friend is really into Sailor Moon and she was like the perfect size. So I was like, yes, I'll get this for her and then I can get it to her for her her present but then this year happened so um okay yeah next article what's the next article uh let's see let me take a look at this um actually uh next article is on you but the, go back to what Makochan said i mean talked about that article one of those staffers rose she just lost her proverbial shit about seeing this so she's like she she's looking forward to it she wants to see this so you know th there is a there's a demand for it yeah, I'm not surprised that Rose is flipping a shit over it. Um, like, she's she's the one, like, she would buy herself something, and then I'd go, holy crap, the next time you go get me one. Um, so basically, she just started buying doubles <laughs> and, and saying, hey, do you want this? Otherwise, I'm going to sell it to somebody else. And yeah, um, so... I, I, That's one yeah. of the unfortunate series that didn't end up getting a lot of love when it was initially released in the states, and now you know it's got a little vintage wear on it, and it's got a lot of a lot of like cult affection mm -hmm. and a lot of more popular style love, which is awesome. Uh, so, and Cedar is taking a break because his cat is approaching. Sounds like what we were sounds like during our pre-show earlier when Damien just. Mm -hmm. And Damien jumped right onto um, Mako-chan's lap and started, he was start petting him, pointing himself with the microphone or something. Yeah, we I'm wearing I'm wearing a headset on. mic, so he decided that he was going to attempt to pet himself yeah. on my actual mic. Um, and because it's my mic and he was purring, uh, they all just got purr. <laughs> we got stereo purr, both ears full frontal. It was awesome. Look, it's like this. On Anime Jam Session, you'll get purring cats. On Orange Lounge Radio, you'll get meowing cats. So. Either or, it's a win. So, anywho. Um, Speaking of cats, mm -hmm. uh, we're moving on to the symbol of Leo, mm -hmm. uh, which is my symbol. Um, I Yes, I am an August child, and Halloween started then. Yep. 
you cannot you cannot say otherwise. <laughs> um, so uh, Lisa, a very popular uh, single singer in Japan, has uh, plans or is streaming um, on her official YouTube channel. Um, she started streaming all song preview videos for her next 17th single, Homura. Its Chinese character means flame, and fifth album, Leo 9. And they're going to simultaneously be released in Japan on October 14th this year. Homura will be featured as the theme song for the upcoming anime feature film, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, the movie Mugen Train, to open in Japanese theaters on October 16th. Unfortunately, in the States, we can't behave ourselves well enough, so we'll be waiting for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, the epic ballad is composed by Yuki Kaji Ura, who worked on the TV series ED Theme, or Ed Theme, from The Edge, and its lyrics are co-written by Kaiju Ura and uh, Lisa. They have uh, the album which is going to be her first full album in three years and five months since her previous fourth album, Little Devil Parade, uh, which was released in 2017 in May. Uh, the 13th song album will include her recent three single songs, Akai Wana, Who Loves It, or Adams, Adam, Adamas, I, yeah, uh, Gureng is the 15th single, as well as her latest digital single, Aiju, which was used as the theme song for the TV drama 13. But yeah, um, you can look in the article. She's also got some promotional images. They're mm -hmm. really cute. There we go. I shared it. Ooh, got to press enter, cat. Got to press enter. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like she's still doing pretty well in our post-apocalyptic world. So I'm pretty happy to see that she's still going. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I have to say, yeah, the op that opening to Demon's Land... It's just catchy as F, and I mean, that I think that song was like on the Oricon charts for for a really long time, and I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think she also did a theme for uh, Full Metal Alchemist. I thought so, and if I'm not mistaken, I think she did the opening theme for Powerpuff Girls Z. I I I want to say that was her. But you know, I'm I'm looking up stuff. That... Yeah, I never got to. I love the Powerpuff Girls, but I never really got to watch that series because I think it was coming out while I was in college, and I but, didn't end up watching any but, much but, streamed content during but, that time. No, but here's the interesting thing: we never saw it here in the U.S. It was only on yeah. Cartoon Network International. So, which you know, yeah, my, I really yeah. need to try and find a copy of that because I, I, it did. It was done by a Canadian English team. Um, so I'd really like to actually hear what they did, but I've watched the Japanese version like three or four times, and it's it's absolutely amazing. And probably because they actually got Craig McCracken to, you know, to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't obviously do the the animation or anything, but they got his ideas from him. They brought him to Japan to pick his brain. Over Powerpuff Girls. So, you know, it's official. Oh, yeah, it was Nana Kitare who did the opening to Powerpuff Girls. But I will get you Powerpuff Girls Z tonight. Believe you me, I will get you both on the episodes. I Most likely they will not be dubbed English, but... That's 
fine. I will get you the episodes. It, it, it's a it's a cute anime. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, they're fighting crime in varsity jackets. I mean, that, how that, that's just cool. Just saying. Yeah, it's it's such a cute season, like a series. Um, just the fact that they made them into actual magical girls and brought that element to it. Um, that and and they kept him twisted and they made him even more twisted and you have no idea how much i love him in the series and <laughs> the the fact that they twisted him so much um and made him this actual like really evil demon mm -hmm. while keeping that you know kind of weird androgynous to him um I, chaotic, I, I chaotic androgyny energy. Yes, I, I, okay. I for anybody, any I of our listeners who are not Powerpuff Girl fans, him is the actual legitimate name of a villain in this series who is almost mm -hmm. a devil-like creature, mm -hmm. but he is quite cantankerous and mischievous and does play heavily on androgyny and the fact that while he may present in a lot of masculine ways, he also is very feminine. So it's quite, it's, he's a very awesome character to watch. Especially in a in a show that was for the target market that it was for, like it it was just awesome. Sounds cool. All right, next up, um, my fandom, uh, which is Sailor Moon, which is one of my many fandoms, and they're bringing back Momoko Z to sing for for Sailor Moon, and as you know. They originally did Moon Pride for uh, Sailor Moon Crystal. Now they're back to sing the opening theme for the Sailor Moon Eternal film, and they're going to. And it seems that they're going to perform this with with the five main voice actresses from the movie, which is actually really cool. So the name of the song is called Tito Chanian, and it. I could have swore Momoko was five, but but what's cool is they're going to perform this song. With the with the current five voice actresses of the Inner Senshi, Moon, Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, and and this is not the first time. And as as I said, quite it's not their first time doing this. They're Momoko's twelfth single, which is Moon Pride, which is the opening for Sailor Moon Crystal. And I also forgot about this uh, Gecko, which is the ending theme. I guess I forgot about it because it wasn't as catchy as the opening. But then again, let's be real. For most of us. We enjoy the opening themes a lot more than the ending themes. I think there's like maybe a couple of animes where I'm like, ending themes were really catchy and memorable, besides Cowboy Bebop, but you know. As said by Momoko Z, uh, following Sailor Moon Crystal, we are in charge of singing the theme song for a Sailor Moon Eternal film. This time, not only us, but the five Sailor Guardians, including Sailor Moon, will be singing together as Momoko, Momo, Memorial Clover Z, with Sailor Five Guardians. We are so happy that such a dreamlike thing has come true. This song has a little bit more mature feeling, which is different from the cool girl image of Moon Pride that we performed last time. Please check it out in the theater. The lyrics were written by Naoko um, Takeuchi under the pen name of Shirobara Sumiri. And uh, interestingly enough, she actually uh, did some work with the ending theme for Crystal Gecko. Music was, is composed by Akiko Kosaka, who has provided many songs for the Sailor Moon franchise. 
The upcoming films are based on the fourth Dead Moon arc of Naoko Takuki's original Sailor Moon manga, some of us that we know as Sailor Moon Supers, and is also the fourth arc of the Crystal Web anime series. Anime, get it. Part one of the film will be released January 8th, 2021. Second part will follow February 11th, 2021 as planned. If by some strange chance there is a simultaneous U.S. release, I'll be at home. Now, if Viz were to announce it'll be on Blu-ray the following day, I'll be ordering it from Best Buy. And that's all I have to say about that. But I will say, they look so precious wearing their different colored uh, outfits. Let me, let me give y'all a link to this image. And it, it's so uh, 50s style. I, it also reminds me of some of my friends who did like the 50s rockabilly style uh, Sailor Moon characters cosplay Captain and I believe that is it for articles. All right, so now we go now for the part of the show that y'all really stick around for is Meanwhile in Japan. Uh, four articles, three choices tonight, and we will generally save the fourth one for. Um, but um, let's see. I want the second article, please. You can have. I am this totally one. taking the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I, you know, I'll, I'll take the first one. This is this is gonna be good. Let me check my audio settings real quick. Let's go ahead and talk about this this first article here. Um, a Japanese man finds another man he's never seen before sleeping in his bed. I would be standing there, throwing a bucket of ice cold water on him and go, "Comfy." So this happened back in February. Uh, a 24-year-old man living in the city of Amagasi, Hyogo Prefecture, went out to get something to eat for dinner. He left around 9 o'clock, ate, and came back three hours later. All right, ran to some friends and so forth, took his time. When he tried to open his door, he found that it was locked because the thing is, he never locked his door. That's trusting. He didn't even take his key with him. So... He had to contact the building manager to let him back into his apartment. It was past midnight by that time, but he needed to get some sleep. So when he finally got into the, into his apartment, he found another guy who, who has no idea who he is sleeping in his bed. So instead of nudging the stranger to make room under the covers, the guy ran outside, called the police so they can handle waking this guy up. Which is the most amount of sense ever. And the next part is no surprise to anybody on this show. When they did wake the guy up, they discovered that he is a 49-year-old man with no fixed address or employment. He basically said, I had nowhere else to sleep, so I went around looking for an apartment with an unlocked door. He was arrested on trespassing charges. It is unclear whether the 49-year-old locked the door after gaining entrance out of habit as an attempt to keep the apartment's rightful occupant out or simply because he knew better than anyone that an unlocked door can lead to uninvited guests. Good Lord Almighty. I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I don't know. I'm not that trusting. It's 
It's because the rates of crime in Japan are so low in a mm -hmm. lot of places, especially rural areas. Um, so it's just a matter of that trust. I mean, I know I, I grew up in neighborhoods where people would keep their doors open. <laughs> I mean, it's not the smart thing to do, but like that was the neighborhood, you know? Look, I used to spend like every, I used to spend a week and a month at my best friend's house, sleep, sleepover. Where they lived, they didn't lock the door. And I thought that was the most strangest concept in the whole wide world. To this day, I keep my door unlocked until I go to bed. My apartment is very small. I can see everybody that's coming in and coming out. Well, yeah, that's when I'm in the apartment. If I'm leaving the apartment and going to, like, the store to buy something, I lock my door. I do the same thing. I lock the main door, but I leave the screen door as is because I'm just going right up the street and coming back. If I am hopping on the subway somewhere, even if it's just to go to Micro Center or something like that, yeah, I'm locking that door. I'm not, if I'm not coming back, like, in the next half hour or so, yeah, that door's getting locked. That's it. And you know what? It's not the adults in the complex that I don't trust. It's the kids. And that's mainly because I've seen them actually walk down the hallways, checking on everybody's doors to see if anybody has one open. Mm. I'll I I tell you what. Let me walk in my, my apartment. One of them kids sitting in my house, eating my ice cream, watching cartoons on YouTube. Oh, I'll probably take out half the complex. And as VX8 says, I lock my door to throw away something in the trash compactor on the same floor as my apartment. Can't take no chances. I feel you on that. And to me, it's not that I don't trust my neighbors or anything. It's that, like, I also have just anxiety and really good hearing, which is why I have problems sleeping at night. So if I hear something, I go downstairs with a bat. Um, yeah. So that's one reason I don't sleep. Um, anxiety. Funny, ba, 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 ba. funny you um, should mention that, and then we can go into our next uh, story. I get a call from my upstairs neighbor. It's the mother. She says that there was somebody knocking at the front door. According to one of the kids, somebody was knocking at the front door, and they were kind of scared to check. And I'm like, I'll go with you. Don't worry about it. She wanted me to like go up, go through the, the my. There's a second door here that leads upstairs. Go that way and look through the window. Whatever. I'm like, no, I'll go through my normal exit and walk around and see. So I'm like, which weapon should I grab? But given this neighborhood, you don't need one. So I did still grab a weapon. I actually grabbed my mop that sits outside, and I just walked to the front. And I mean, look, if there is somebody and I swing and I miss. The whiff of the smell of that mop will knock them back. Will now give me now give me some distance, you know, between me and them, okay? And I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the pod on the show, where I'm sitting here Friday night just working, and and there is a light flashing, you know, out here, and I and I know it's not the light across the way, and and it was a police officer. He walks down and walks back. 
I throw on my shirt and I walk outside. I'm like, what's going on? Now, this was It was very windy. So a neighbor called in a report of somebody walking around in one of the yards or something like that. They said. And it was just the wind. I mean, honestly, from where I am and until what time I go to bed, I usually know if somebody is walking down here back and forth. If I hear a car, that means the next door neighbors are coming in from somewhere. But I will say there was one time a car pulled in, light went on, and it went off. I heard footsteps. The dog was start the dog started barking. Those footsteps turned around and I just like well, whatever. That dog's name is Lucky. Lucky actually came through. Enough of that. Well, lock your house, lock down your dogs, lock your door, and lock up your bikes, because we're moving on to our next article. Uh, Fukuoka man was cleared of theft charges because he was only borrowing the victim's bike. Probably the only time that excuse has ever worked. Mm-hmm. We all know the cliche excuse when someone is caught red-handed stealing something. I was just borrowing it. It's both as awkward and ineffective as a guy texting someone, I'm super good at massages. And yet, it is still often used in those Hail Mary situations. However, according to a judgment in Fukuoka District Court on the 28th of September, an interesting legal precedent was set when a man was found not guilty of theft after successfully getting away with being imposter on Among Us. I mean... After successfully demonstrating that he was just repeatedly borrowing a bicycle without permission from the parking area of a housing complex. On the 8th of June, the 24-year-old suspect was riding a bike when he was stopped by police for routine questioning. On learning that the bicycle didn't belong to the man, the officer arrested him for theft. Since the man was currently on parole for a previous theft charge, this charge would likely result in heavy penalties. In the ensuing trial, The man explained that after being released from prison, he moved into the housing complex in question and had noticed an unlocked bike in its parking area. So, he would use the bike to go to the supermarket or convenience store, usually for about an hour at a time, and always put it back where he found it. At the time he was stopped for questioning, the man had been using the bike for about 12 hours. Still, the judge ruled that on the basis of his previous usage, half a day was not beyond the scope of borrowing. It was an unexpected ruling, and readers of the news online quite didn't know quite what to make of it. That is a groundbreaking decision. This is the kind of case they would use in law school. So if he used it for more than 12 hours, would it have become theft? What about the wear to the tires, rims, and frames? He's shortening the life of the bike. I wonder how this will affect the rental car case. Is that judge okay? I think you can easily see how wrong this decision is if you simply replace bicycle with panties. A prosecutor for the case told media, After examining the ruling and consulting with higher agencies, we will respond appropriately. Which is lawyer speak for, once we figure out what the hell just happened, we'll know what to do. (laughs) As many comments mentioned, even if it's not technically theft, it is definitely wrong and should be in violation of some law. It could be said that the suspect was robbing the owner of his bike's longevity through wear and tear. There's also the catch-all obstruction of business law that's usually good at accounting for criminal oddities like this. Regardless, while we try to find the legal definition for what happened, 
Hopefully this serves as a reminder to always lock your bicycles and unicycles. Even if they don't get stolen, you never know what's being done to them. I'm just borrowing the bike. You had it for three days. Yeah, well. Likely story. <laughs> All right, Mako-chan. The floor is yours. Yeah, so, um, I don't know if, you know, the internet that is out there knows about the, uh, I guess you can call them the Dere's. Um, a lot of you have probably heard of Sundere. Um, and it is, uh, the definition is a typical anime character who starts off cold and mean, but warms up over time. And then there's Yandere. Um, and they express their love uh, kind of insanely, sometimes violent. So <laughs> they can sometimes exist in real life, too. Yeah. A woman ended up going into her ex-boyfriend's home. And leaving him a note and some food. The translation of the note says, Long time no see, ex-boyfriend. Do you know who this is? I slipped into you and your girlfriend's little love nest. Is she cooking, you good, is she cooking good food for you? Been a while since I've made a homemade meal for you, so I did my best to whip, up, to whip some up. I'll slip in every now and then from here on, so eat up. Um, yeah, holy crap. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, we've got some uh, internet comments. Uh, starting off with, uh, well, that's a police report. <laughs> and, yep, this is the start to a horror movie. Um, I, it's just going to get worse from here out. Good luck. Although, to be fair, there were plenty of others who had interesting takes on the matter. Um, ooh, I've got to give that a try myself. Looks fun. I mean, it's better than having convenience store food every day. You can look forward to more of her cooking when you're married. Wow, jealous that you have an ex-girlfriend. Good Lord Almighty! <laughs> um, as far as the response to the situation, uh, this is what the ex had to say when someone asked if he had contacted the police. Uh, for now, I've just decided to eat the meals. Um, I, I, I have to say, you know, I, I, there are certain sections of people that are really into, you know, Yandere. Um, good on you, but I've seen enough anime that I really don't want to eat her food. Yeah, it's like, I've seen animes that start off like this. No, I've seen anime of these types of people making that food, and you do not want to eat their food. I, I was mentioning When They Cry, or Higurashi no Nakakoro ni, which is basically a harem that is, you want to be my boyfriend? Oh, you want to date someone else? You want some needles inside of your uh, your onigiri there? Yeah, let's find, let's, let's eat some rice balls and find where the needles are. No. Well, no, I mean, these, these anyway. are also the type of people that will put their own bodily fluids into the food 
um, yeah. their own hair into the food. And basically they're saying, you have eaten a part of me. Now yep. I own you. That's like the cult of Valentine's Day in mm. Japan, even for White Day. Like Valentine's Day and White Day are considered kind of serious, especially for middle schoolers and high schoolers in Japan. There are crazy people out there that'll put their blood, their spit, other body stuff in there, and they'll bake the chocolates, and then they'll be like, mm, I made you chocolates, and I eat them. I'm and trying then, to yeah, drink my water things. here, Ichigo. I... <laughs> But yeah, so they'll they'll go full yandere mode, and uh, uh, as we have in chat, <laughs> yandere is being like, "How's your chili, Scott?" I call it Mr. and Mrs. Tennerman chili. Um, but you can <laughs> you can have a safer bet with what Mako-chan? I think they mention it a little later. Um, if you want to experience what it's like having a yandere girlfriend yourself, but would rather not endure any terror or paranoia. You can always just get a handwritten note from one out of a gasha machine. And that's something we've discussed on this show at least three times. Do we really need to go into letters from young sisters again? No. Or we can just be like, you have a piece of my brain, Scott. Wrong. But yeah. Yeah, I... I, I... No, just, just no... I, I I, I've seen I've seen enough of these series to know that you really don't want to go there because um they really do go batshit crazy. You know, all I got to say is is that that last article and that one comment about the guy, the, the comment about you're lucky you have an ex girlfriend. I'm suddenly reminded of that one meme where you go, I have several questions. That's exactly how I feel right now. I'm not saying I'm broken because I've had to deal with somebody leaving letters in my in my mailbox at one time, and yeah, that was kind of interesting to say the least. I'm yeah. I mean, but, it kind of made me suspicious that it was false because of some reasons in it, but I mean. Considering what people will do to get internet clout nowadays, I wouldn't be surprised if it was real and it was just misconstrued through the way it was framed. I would just be staring at it, poking it with a stick and calling somebody over like, come take a look at this. Should I eat it? Don't eat it. Or maybe like they worked together on it to be like, oh my God, you're my ex. Well, like we could do something creepy for the internet. Um, well, or mean, maybe he and his girlfriend mix it up. I mean, we, I just I don't know. There's some of it that just screams like it's a fib or a kidding or it's a joke that kind of like grew in virality. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we actually talked about something similar to this like like a few episodes back. So yeah, it was just a publicity stunt gone horribly. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, you think it's time to. To wrap it up and go and call tonight. Sure. Yeah. I like the sound of that. So if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn can tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, we do this So we tell you what we like and don't like to be mean. So if you have any questions about the show, ideas, suggestions, please drop us a line at podcast at anime jam session.com. 
Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Don't forget to check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, anime reviews, adventure reports, cosplay tips and tricks, cosplay interviews, editorial, links to our convention coverage, and photos, and a lot more. Animejamsession.com. And if you do enjoy the show and you want to check out some of our older episodes, you can find us on any podcast app that's out there. Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Just search Anime Jam Session. You'll find over 470-something episodes in the last 10 years. Some good, some bad. All fun right across the world. And don't forget to follow us on social media, our YouTube, our Twitter, and our Facebook. Facebook, you can see our convention photos and all that. And when we're going live, the links back to our website. Twitter, when we're going live, other cool stuff. YouTube for our convention coverage. And I am happy to say some of our episodes, some of our convention coverage is now readily available again. I had to do some disputing. Unfortunately, I did dispute one video, which is like fair use, and the channel got a strike. And I'm just like, I'll deal with that. I don't forget, we appreciate the bits, Kofi, Streamlabs, subscription. We appreciate all of that. All that brings money into the site so we continue keeping this going. We appreciate every little bit. So now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, again, tomorrow, tattoo, yay. Um, also, I am going to be marathoning more of uh, sequest this weekend because i have the house to myself so yay no pants weekend of course <laughs> last words ichigo well um i'm gonna go and try to sleep like a normal human being we'll find out if that happens <laughs> what's I was gonna like, say, what is a normal human? I know, before, right? Before 2 a.m. and maybe so that I don't lose a day and think that tomorrow is two days from now, because that's happened. I believe it. My last word, I'm going to catch up with ReZero and watch some YouTube. That is it. We're getting out of here. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. Rana. I'm Moko-chan. And I'm Ichigogami. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. Night, y'all. Say goodnight, Moko-chan. Goodnight, Moko-chan. Say goodnight, Ichigo. Goodnight, Ichigo. That's it. We're out of here. See you next week. has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!